When men make progress on this journey of overcoming pornography, it's exciting and it's relieving to both him and his wife. I've spoken with lots of people who share with me that they have gone through these phases though, where they do well, they think that it's actually behind them, finally. Then after a few weeks or months, they sadly fall right back into the same old patterns and it's just crushing for them. It's so disappointing, it's discouraging, because they really did feel like they were finally getting out of old cycles only to return again. Then his wife feels deflated and hurt all over again. And it's just a really, really discouraging and sad place to be. Focusing on your streak can actually be deceiving and it can unintentionally undermine your progress. And a part of the reason why is that along the way, people will end up trading one bad coping mechanism for another. They get rid of the pornography for a bit and they think that they're doing well, but at the same time they start to overeat more. They start to scroll social media or watch YouTube videos longer or they isolate, watching, you know, binge watching TV shows or being disengaged in other ways. These other coping mechanisms end up taking the place of pornography. So in this episode, I want to share with you how you can not only measure success more effectively, but how you can actually achieve success in the way that we're going to talk about it today. My name is Sam Tielemans. If you're new to the podcast, I'm the host of the Couples Healing Podcast. And my goal is to give you as many tools as I possibly can to make this process go smoother and be more effective so you can achieve your goals, both for yourself and in your relationship. I want to share with you an experience I just had. I had a coaching call with my group. And I, man, I wish everybody could be there. And if you are interested in joining and getting some hands-on help to customize all of what we talk about in the podcast, to get specific curriculum, guidance, and direction, but again, the hands-on help is the biggest difference I find, then you can just go to stopporn.info to get a little more information on that if you're interested. If not, that's okay. But I want to share with you what we talked about today and how I helped to apply the situation to this particular person. And he had such a great insight. He came to the call and said that he realized that he's using YouTube as a coping mechanism. And he hadn't really considered that idea that what if he was just switching pornography for another thing? And so he's brand new in the program. I think this is his second call. And so I'm glad he had this insight early because this is a part of how we can really shape his path forward over the time that we spend together. And so he shared that he uses YouTube as a way to distract himself. And he recognized that he was just replacing an old habit with another one that really doesn't help him achieve the goal that he has for himself. And so as we spent some time talking about this, I wanted to help him get clear about what's driving this. That's great he recognized that he was using pornography as a coping mechanism in the past, and now it maybe is shifting to something else. So the goal in our call today, as I worked with him directly, was what's driving this? What are the underlying things that you feel like you're trying to numb out? And so as he thought about it, there was a few different situations. One of the situations he described was the pressure that he felt at work. He has a, a job that's demanding. There's a lot that's required of him. And sometimes he gets overwhelmed and feels like he's falling behind. So the pressure of failure, the pressure of not being good enough and not doing a good enough job, even though he knows how to do his job, it's just this old tape this old self-talk tape of I'm failing, I'm not doing enough, that builds up this pressure, which then causes him to want to escape in some way. Another situation that he brought up was the disconnect in his relationship. 
when he and his wife would fight and they would get stuck together and argue and get defensive and critical and the whole cycle that I talk about on these episodes here, when he found himself in these cycles, again, he would be more inclined to want to just veg out and escape in some type of way. Or lastly, stress. Stress is another really common situation where whether it's at work or at home or finances or wherever it's coming from, stress is often something that a lot of people just try to move away from. And so this is the thing that I wanted to share with him that I wanted to pass along to you because it feel like it, 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 it felt like for him it really resonated. And so when you think about your situation, when you're feeling overwhelmed or when you have some kind of a negative emotion that you want to get away from, when I work with people, my goal isn't to just help them get away from pornography. While that, yes, that's a part of it, my, my ultimate goal when I work with people is to help them get so far beyond pornography and replace it with a new healthy way of being, relating to other people differently, relating to your spouse differently, having new coping mechanisms for life that can empower you instead of just distract you from the pain. And so how do we do this? Instead of just swapping YouTube then for food, oh, I'm watching YouTube too much, I better stop this, and then you start to eat too much, or you just distract yourself with TV, or you end up cycling back to pornography because you didn't really deal with the root cause. So how do we tackle this in a different way so that you're not just swapping one strategy for the next and end up avoiding really what needs attention? There are a handful of different approaches that you can take, but one of the ways that I wanna share with you today that I've seen be very, very effective is first, there's a there's like this order of operations. There's a sequence of just a few steps. The first step is to have the awareness of what's happening. So piggybacking off of this uh, example that I was sharing with you earlier with this uh, person that I'm working with, he recognized I'm distracting myself right now. I'm just trying to avoid something. So once you recognize you're in that pattern of avoidance, the next step is to get crystal clear about what it is that you're trying to get away from. What uncomfortable emotion are you trying to medicate or numb or avoid? And once you pinpoint what that feeling is, then you can start to think about what's causing it so that ultimately you can find resolution and closure. So that's the big picture view. Recognize that you're in this pattern of distraction. What are you trying to get away from? What's the situation that needs attention and how can you take action to actually resolve it? I use this example on our call today of imagine being on a hike and you have a rock in your shoe. And sometimes when people hear me talk about any kind of a coping strategy, whether, whether it's uh, stress reduction techniques, whether it's meditation or reaching out and processing how you feel, you know, they hear these ideas like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, instead of me going and watching pornography, I should probably journal. I should probably just take a few deep breaths. I think all of that's great and there's a place for that stuff. But the thing that often is misunderstood is that that is just step number one. Having a way to recenter yourself after you recognize, okay, I'm having a hard time, I'm feeling overwhelmed, we want to first do some kind of a coping strategy or a technique to just recenter you. And so for some people it is just taking 60 seconds to clear their mind. So this is what I do personally. 
if I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed or like I'm falling behind or, you know, if my feelings get hurt or, or something happens, the first thing that I like to do is just to recenter by breathing and kind of just clearing my mind and relaxing my body. Because when I do that, when I kind of just like soften my body, relax and breathe and have an open mind, it gives me a, a center or some footing emotionally to then deal with the situation. And that's the piece that I feel like a lot of people miss. They just think, okay, I meditated and I, I spent five minutes breathing and that felt fine, sure, but I still feel crappy. I'm still stressed. I'm still overwhelmed. I'm still hurt. So the meditation, let's say, if you're going to use that strategy, is just the platform on which then you need to take the next step. So what's that next step? It's to identify what specifically is the problem and you isolate that issue. So let me give you an example of that. <clears throat> so let's say you're at work and you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed. That is too high level. Stress is too vague in general that you can't really do much about that. So when you can get clear about, okay, what is it that's upsetting me right now? And then you recognize, well, I'm at work, I made a mistake, and I just feel inadequate because I shouldn't have made this mistake. I should know better by now. I've been at my job for a long time. I made a mistake that was just kind of a, a mindless error. And now I just feel like, you know, I, I, this imposter syndrome. Or I feel like, a, you know, a part of me feels like a failure or I'm not good enough. Other people can make these types of decisions better than I can, so I just feel like I'm falling short. That's very, very different. Notice how clear that is, which is what we want. Instead of, I feel stress, I go home and tell my wife, oh, I had a stressful day. If I can isolate when this particular situation happened and I made this decision, it brought up feelings of failure inside of me. Now we're getting somewhere. Because instead of me going home and saying, I'm stressed, so I'm going to flip on the TV and kind of unwind, that totally misses the mark. So when I'm working with people, I want to help them develop these skills of being able to identify and isolate what the issue is so that then they can address the problem. So going back to the hike analogy. So that's step number one. You recognize there's a rock in my shoe. You take the shoe off to explore. What does this look like? It's jagged. It's sharp. How big is it, right? That's the questions of, well, what's causing this? It's the stress at work. Okay, let's get more specific. It's this underlying feeling of inadequacy. And that showed up because I made this decision and it backfired on me. Now you've pinpointed that rock in your shoe. So again, this is where oftentimes people will just kind of stop. It's like, okay, yeah, I just feel bad. And this is what happened at work. But the place where people find resolution is then developing a plan to address what happened and address either how they're thinking about it or address the situation that they make a different decision next time. So that ultimately is how you find closure so that instead of just coming home and flipping on the TV or overeating or distracting yourself, you're directly addressing the problem so it gets resolved. It's as if then you take the rock out of your shoe that's what brings relief. It's not just the meditation. It's not the journaling. It's not just telling somebody about it as much as those things set you up to then resolve the issue so that you can actually find some closure. Now, some situations might not have a very clear, concise, you know, uplifting or empowering solution. Sometimes there isn't one. Sometimes life 
is difficult and you're faced with a situation where there's no easy, you know, oh, if I did this, then it would solve everything. So in those cases, it then becomes how you see the situation. It becomes, instead of resisting and fighting, it might just be acceptance. It might just be changing how you approach the situation. So there's, again, there's many different ways to, to uh, talk through this. But in terms of finding closure, because the closure might be a really solid solution, the closure might be acceptance. And you just work with the situation, having a different mindset about it. The principle that I want to share with you as I summarize this is that so often people will bounce from coping strategy to coping strategy that are actually more distractions than they are mechanisms to resolve the underlying issue. So the true measure of success is not the length of your streak. I honestly don't even encourage people to track their streak because there's just a much better way to measure success. In my opinion, the better way to measure success is the skills that you're building and the person that you're becoming along the way. So going back to this situation here, the work one, instead of just staying vague and saying I'm stressed, or then instead of just identifying and recognizing, yeah, there's an issue here, it's, it's, it's being able to pinpoint what the issue is, what's upsetting you about it, and then developing a plan of action to actually address that. So let's maybe come back to that last step. So let's say you make a decision that ends up backfiring at work and then you get hard on yourself. One of the ways you can approach that is to think through and think, okay, what led me to make that decision? What information maybe didn't I have that I could pay attention to next time? Who can I consult with at work before I make the next big decision to make sure I'm on the right track? What new training can I use on my team to make sure I'm getting the support that I need to make these decisions more effectively next time? Right, so those become the action items. Instead of seeing yourself as a failure and then going away and distracting yourself, it's recognizing how you're seeing the situation, recognizing what the problem is, and then having a very clear action item list to resolve the situation. Because then if you think, well, I made this decision because I lack training. I need to I need to find my mentor. I need to either hire a mentor, talk to my supervisor, talk to a colleague who's been here longer than me. I just need more training to make different decisions. It has nothing to do with me being a failure, right? You start to see yourself differently. You take yourself out of the equation, right? It's not about you and your worth or lack thereof. It's about your training. It's about the decision-making process. It's something that you can work with. And now once you get some clarity about how to resolve that, then you can take action, which is the thing that will create the resolution to the feelings of stress. You guys following me? Let me share with you one more short example. Imagine uh, a source of pain is the, the, the stuck negative cycle that you get into with your spouse or your partner. There's arguing and defensiveness and frustration and you can't really understand each other. And when you try to resolve these sensitive topics, it never goes well. So what do you do? So recognizing when you get into those situations, this is where the, the step of getting clear about it is, where do the breakdowns happen? Does a hurt, is it because of a negative response? If you get your feelings hurt or you feel like you're failing or if you feel like you're not important, how do you react to that? Do you share that vulnerably? 
Or do you get defensive and frustrated? Or do you get angry with each other? Or do you criticize one another? Those are just the negative cycles. So if you find yourself getting stuck in those cycles, it doesn't mean that you guys aren't a good match for each other. It doesn't mean that your marriage is going to completely fail. It doesn't mean that you're a bad spouse. It just means, hey, we need to develop some communication skills instead of getting stuck in this negative cycle. Once you pinpoint where things are breaking down, then you can get some help, get some support, get some guidance or training on how you can break these cycles because it's just a matter of how you can approach each other differently. Again, going through that process of identifying where things break down, what needs attention, and then what action items can you take to resolve it can help you find closure in a way that nothing else can. So my encouragement today is if you're in a position where you're counting your streak or if you're a woman listening to this and that has been the measuring stick for whether or not he's making progress, my encouragement is to go deeper to identify the ways in which you might be coping that might not be serving you anymore. And once you identify those things and those situations when you turn to those things, It's to then figure out what feeling are you trying to get away from and how can you actually address it to find closure and resolution? Because when you guys are working together in this this path and you guys are coming together in a different way and you find that the communication between you is improving because you're developing new skills, you find that you're coping with your stresses and your fears and your insecurities differently by addressing them, Those are the things that are going to be a better measure of success than simply avoiding a bad strategy. And so this can not only help you as an individual develop these skills because your focus is going to be different. It's going to be focused on skill building instead of avoiding, right? I I, I want to get away from pornography. Yes, that's a good thing. But if you lean into skill building, you yourself as a person will feel better and your spouse, a woman in this in this situation, a wife will feel so much better knowing he's developing these skills so that he's not just avoiding a setback, rather he's becoming somebody new along the way. So that would be my encouragement for you this week is to spend some time reflecting on when you notice yourself distracting yourself with other coping mechanisms that are distractions instead of actually dealing with the issue, then trying that little framework out, addressing the problem, pinpointing specifically what it is, and then what do you need to do to address it to find closure, that's when things are really going to take off for you and you'll feel so much more empowered and confident that things will actually be different this time instead of cycling back into those old patterns. If you're a return listener to the podcast and have found it helpful in any way, I would absolutely appreciate it if you wouldn't mind taking literally 10 seconds to leave a quick rating and review on iTunes. It just helps tremendously to get this out to more people who are struggling and need some resources and hope. Thank you for considering that and thank you for listening to the podcast.